Welcome back to another episode of Everyday Impact. I'm your host, Michael Anderson. I'm a licensed associate, marriage and family therapist, and I built this show with one idea in mind. How can we help people build a life of meaning? So that's what I ask my guests each episode. In this episode, I am thrilled to have Tony Overbay on. I gotta tell you, uh, this is this is a pretty uh, special uh, interview for me. Um, Tony Overbay was one of my first um, experiences in the world of therapy. He's a licensed marriage and family therapist, and he he hosts the Virtual Couch podcast. And I remember when I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do uh, for a career, someone told me about this Tony Overbay guy and and told me told me about his podcast. And so I started listening to it and. It was the thing that started me on this path. Um, But even more so, um, one of the main models of therapy I use is acceptance and commitment therapy. And it's all about values-based living. It's what kind of started this passion for me. And one of my first uh, introductions to values-based living and acceptance and commitment therapy was through uh, Tony's uh, resources and podcasts. So to have him on this show was just kind of a dream come true. I, I was like, there's no way he's gonna say yes. I'm, I'm some no-name guy, I'm some nobody. There's no way he's gonna say yes to be on my show. And I messaged him and he uh, said yes. And it was just so cool. And it turns out he's just the man. Um, he puts out so much good. Uh, you, can, you can learn more about Tony from his two podcasts, the Virtual Couch Podcast, as well as his Waking Up to Narcissism Podcast. Um, and he also has award-winning courses. If you visit TonyOverbay.com, he has his Path Back Recovery Program, which is a course all about helping with pornography recovery. Um, and as well as his Magnetic Marriage course coming out soon, which is which I'm just stoked for. Um, he's a blogger, he's an author, and, and he's he's a speaker, and he's just he's just the man. He's the coolest. Such a fun guy and and fun interview and. And uh, looking forward to sharing this with you. So let's go ahead and jump into the interview with Tony Overbay. If you're saying only one lesson or principle, what would it be? And and it's funny because then I would say this generic cliched, uh, be authentic and follow your values. But then I feel like, oh man, but that, when people hear that, I feel like they just go, oh, okay, yeah. But what does that even mean? Sure. And, totally. then, and then I feel like if I if I go back in the time machine, then I, I feel like there's a, a precursor to be authentic and live your values, which is a lot of the, boy, we just don't know what we don't know. And, and I feel like that, uh, looking back in hindsight, I did 10 years in the computer industry, and I had no idea what it would even feel like to actually enjoy my career yeah. and to, to really like have a passion about what I do. Yeah. And so in the computer industry, I was committed to, I was going to learn everything I could and I was going to learn, we, we sold uh, device drivers. I mean, that I, I still don't even know if I can explain what that I, we did. I would, my mind was like, I'm not sure what a device driver is. I don't yeah, I, and, and I think that was the problem is I would go to these seminars. I spoke, I would try to network and we would talk about our high speed device driver that could get you access to your data within milliseconds faster than other device drivers. Yeah. How exciting is that? <laughs> and, and I, and I thought, man, I'm gonna learn everything I can. And I would try, and then I would just tune out. And this was well before I knew about my ADHD diagnosis, but I feel like ADHD or no ADHD, there was no, no way I was going to be, you know, as engaged in that career, but talk, talk about not knowing what I didn't know. I feel like one of the things that when I'm working with people, I like to just start to explore, well, what do you enjoy? What do you like? And I'll tell you one of the, and one of the things, and we were talking before we hit record here about, I call them the yeah, buts. So if I start to point myself in a direction, 
we were talking about, you know, consistency of podcasts. If I have yeah. a value-based goal of consistency for my virtual couch podcast, and I'm going to say, no matter what, I'm going to get one out every single week. My brain's immediately going to go, well, yeah, but they might not be that good. Or yeah, totally. but they might be inconsistent with time or yeah, but sometimes you may be phoning it in totally. and I have to say, yep, not even arguing that not if yeah. the true or false statement, because that's not in alignment with my value of consistency. And so so there's uh, there's so many things, I think, when you just start to sit back and say, when I was in the computer, computer industry, I thought, I would love to write. I would love to speak. You know, I'd love to. Yeah. I, I'm really fascinated by people. I look back on that and I loved uh, any biography movie. I've watched them all, every yeah. biography. And there used to be a magazine called Biography. And when I would travel in the computer industry, which I did a lot, yeah. I would buy biography and I would read about all the people. And I just found people so fascinating. And so huh. I... I I jumped out of a psychology program at the University of Utah in college because one person who I don't even remember who said, well, there, you can't make a lot of money in psychology. I don't even know what that meant at the time, but I said, oh, okay, so uh, I'll do another degree, you know? And so then meanwhile, all I want to know about is people. And when I would go out on the road and do sales calls and speak at conferences, then when we would go out to dinner or we would do stuff off hours, then that's when I just thought this is fun. I, I love people and I'm very curious and I want to know about your background and tell me more. Yeah. And so then, so then I feel like I would sit there and think, okay, well, well, that would be fun to do this as a career. And then I would do that. Well, yeah, but psychology, you don't make any money. This one guy that I can't remember who it was told me that sometime around my sophomore year of college. <laughs> so it's obviously a fact. And, yeah. you know, and, and, and I think I was telling you, Boy, anybody listening to this, go find Michael's uh, video of motivation that I watched on your LinkedIn because, you know, the brain is this, let's use as little calories as possible. Let's yes. conserve energy because, you know, yeah. that's the way we're going to live forever. And it's a totally flawed premise. So, yeah. you know, it, it's going to keep trying to talk you into these yeah buts the, that are going to keep you in the same pattern, the same rut, right? Yes. Well, I don't, I don't know if you've found this, but what I've found in my own life is, yeah, our mind, our brain is not invested in our values. No. Like, which goes to, I think what you're saying earlier, like, you don't know what you don't know, right? Like if you, if you haven't taken the time to really explore your values and what is most important to you, Mm -hmm. your your mind might not help you out very often. It's going to give you a lot of yeah, buts. I was going to say not even might not, it won't. I mean, I I talk often about the brain is a don't get killed device working in the sound. The brain sounds so amazing, but it's working off this absolutely flawed premise that it has this finite amount of electrical activity. And that, um, so I better habitualize all my thoughts, my behaviors, because that will, will use less electrical activity. So if, if my brain's thinking about doing something crazy, like something new that might take more electrical activity, then let me yeah, but that until, until I can just calm, let me calm Tony down a little so bit. Get we'll back in line a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We'll, yeah. Slow, slow your roll there, champ. We'll, and maybe we'll do this tomorrow. You know, we'll, well, we'll the old, yeah. right? We'll do it tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, tell me about, tell me about what, so what you're, you're starting to go through that transition. You're like, wait a minute. I, this is what I really love. I love people. Yeah. How did you overcome all of the yeah, buts? How did you yeah. walk through that to really figure out how to live your values in those moments. So it, it was fascinating. So I'm doing this boring career every day. And then I'm even starting to, and I feel like we start to do this. We start to make excuses or justify that, well, this is just what you do. You do a boring career yeah. so that you can, you know, go crazy on the weekends or you can have fun at night. And, yeah. and you even start to tell yourself that story. And I feel like you start to look around and say, you like what we're, we're doing here. And somebody else say, no, nobody does. I'm like, good. Okay. We don't like what we do. That's, that's normal. It's Okay. <laughs> And so we start creating this little echo chamber and confirmation bias and like, no, I'm okay. 
But then meanwhile, I was, I feel like I would speak somewhere almost every weekend. I was doing youth conferences and kind of doing like motivational speaking. And then, and then I loved writing and, uh, and I was doing a lot of running and it was back in the early days of blogs. So I started writing about uh, hilarious anecdotes of me running. And then that started to get, people started to read it. And then I, I wrote a funny editorial to the newspaper and then they said, would you like to write more? So then I started writing a newspaper column and I did that for about 10, 10 years of just humorous, uh, things that were happening. Yeah. And so here I am speaking and loving that and writing and getting validation there. And I'm thinking, yeah, but those aren't, you can't do that and make money. You got to, right. you have to slog yeah. in the job that you don't All enjoy. the yeah buts. We're still All the yeah buts. Yeah. But then meanwhile, I'm getting more and more opportunities to do that. And, uh, and I even started making a little bit of money writing about running. And, and I was actually sponsored for a while by Brooks shoes. I started doing uh, Are you for real? Yeah, I know. Right. I, I never talk about this one. This was fun. I, I did a lot of, I probably have done 150 marathons or ultra marathons. And so I knew you were an ultra marathoner. I didn't realize. Yeah, Yeah. but it was, but it was, Brooks had this amazing thing called their inspired daily team. So the more I'm writing about it, because that's really what brought me joy and running, then they start throwing some money out in the community of people that are talking about ultra running and they supply me with all these shoes and gear. And so all of a sudden I get to brag that I'm a professional athlete, which was kind of fun, you know, (laughs) But but meanwhile, like all the things that I'm doing that I enjoy are absolutely not what I'm doing nine to five. Yeah. But, the, but, but then I, and I don't know if you've seen this in your practice yet, but I, I swear to you, I only realized this a few years ago when I'm sitting across from people and they're saying, yeah, but if you do what you love for a living, then you'll no longer love it. And I'd go, right, right. And then one day it hits me. It's like, wait, I'm literally sitting here doing what I'm loving yeah. and I'm, yes. and I'm making, and I'm making a living. And totally. I used to do the other version of that. So yes. I realized even that cliched, that, that cliche is a brain trying to talk you out of something scary totally. and new. Yeah. Right? It's your brain. It's your brain <laughs> hedging its risks, right? Yeah. Like you, that yeah. disappointment of losing your love for it would, would just really r- be rough. Right? Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And, and yeah, and I love that you said that. Cause then I feel like uh, the, yeah, then you can see all the justifications we make of, well, if I all of a sudden start writing and speaking and, and being interested in people for a living, then obviously it won't keep its luster anymore. It'll, yeah. and, and it's like, what do I do now? I, I write, I speak, I podcast and I talk to people all day. And yeah. I, I've never felt more fulfilled in my entire life. So, yeah. so yeah. I look back on that. The one lesson I could share, I really feel like is, is starting to live more authentically. But then the things I think nobody really tells us or talks about is, is PS, it's an incredibly slow process. And, yeah. and I feel like, and you have to be aware of the things you're not aware of. You have to be aware of, oh, when I say, man, I would love to do whatever. I'd love to write a book now to sit back and listen to all the yeah, buts. Cause so then kind of back to the story I wrote uh, the first time that we had a kid, I wrote in the newspaper column, some stuff that I thought was just comedy gold, you know, first time dad stuff. And there were a couple of other books that had come out and they were by famous people. And I thought I want to write a book. And my brain said, yeah, but you don't have any letters behind your name or you're not famous. Yeah. So true. So truthfully, the reason I went back to grad school, I think I was 30, 31, was I said, I will go back and get my, my master's in counseling. Cause I do enjoy that, yeah. but it's, but it's just so I can get these letters behind my name and I can publish my dad book, book. have some, have right? some credentials to get have some credentials. Book out there. Yeah. yeah. And then, and then yeah. I'm halfway through the grad school program. And then they say, okay, everybody go pick a practicum site and let's start doing some therapy. And I remember thinking, Oh, I didn't, I didn't know I was actually going to do the therapy part. I just want the letter <laughs> so I can write the book. And then I even had a moment where I thought, okay, well, it was a fun ride. You know, I, I made it halfway through and now I can have the old story of, uh, 
you oh, know, but I, you I almost, almost graduated. Yeah, almost. You almost I, got jumped out of the therapy program. Yeah, yeah. Because and then I was uh, I was one of the last people to pick a practicum site, and I went to work for the Child Abuse Prevention Council, and 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 never really wanted to work. And this sounds horrible when people hear this, but I but talk about stepping into my my values of authenticity. Sure. I didn't sure. I didn't want to be a kid therapist. I felt like I wanted to help guys be better husbands and fathers ultimately. Yeah. yeah. But then yeah. so then I I jumped in and I did the practicum and then I started realizing, okay, I do get to talk to the parents of the kids. Yeah. And and yeah, in that scenario I wanted to wring their neck because I didn't really have the skills or the, you right. know, the tools or the abilities. <laughs> And so, totally, but, totally. but right. So then I just keep going one step in front of the other. And before you know it, I'm a part-time therapist working for, for my church and thinking, well, this will be an adorable little side career. But then the more that I did it, the more I realized this is what I love. Like this Whoa. is my passion. Yeah. So I feel like, I feel like the message I like to give people often is when I have people in here and they're, they're anxiety riddled, they're, they're depressed, they're struggling yeah. with addiction or unhealthy coping mechanisms. You know, I talk about, okay, what, what, let's dream for just a minute, you know, in a perfect yeah. world, what would you like to do? Yeah. And and then I let them know about the yeah, buts. And it's like, well, I would love to, you know, do woodworking. And then I say, okay, and cue the yeah, buts. Well, yeah, but I don't, well, I don't, what if I don't make a living and I don't yes. have it? And totally. I'm like, okay, absolutely. Those things are real. But anyway, now how about we invite all those yeah, buts to come along with you while you just start taking a few steps. And I felt like that was where, okay, I'm going to see a few clients and I'm going to invite all the this might not ever go anywhere. You might not ever make any money. You might yeah. not be able to fill your practice, you, you know? And I'm like, yes. all, tr all true. Um, yeah. And then let me invite all of you guys to come along with me while we keep doing therapy. And then before you know it, and uh, well, no, not before you know it, that's the the false sales pitch, I think. Yeah. Then after a, a pretty long time, you know, what it starts to feel like to be me is yeah. that I am now someone who feels like they enjoy therapy you know, yeah. and, and, and then what's next. And then I feel like that's where podcasts, and then I write a book and then I start speaking and, and, and now before you know it, now my implicit memory or what it feels like to be me is a guy that really likes what he does and, and feels like I can do a lot of fun things, but I still get all the yeah, buts, you know, but now I know that they are adorable and my brain bless his heart thinks <laughs> it's doing me a favor. And every now and again, I'll say, okay, I'll, I'll hear a couple of them, you know, let me, yeah. let me hear the yeah, buts and all right, it's a fair point, but but anyway, now my brain knows that I feel like my brain even gives me the yeah, buts without as much enthusiasm. I feel like it used to be yeah. no, nobody's gonna listen to your podcast, Tony, you know, you're never and now I feel like yes. it's like, uh, the no, nobody's gonna listen to the podcast. I mean, that one's not gonna work or and it's like, go, go do your podcast. You See, know, just, I do. Tony, I love that because I think what you're hitting on is, and I don't know, I think there's a lot of factors why this happens. I think society culture can definitely play a role. But I think we walk around with this idea that we have to we have to get our thoughts in line before we oh, live totally the way we want yes. to live it, right and <laughs> which is ironic which is unhelpful because at you, in one of your most recent podcasts you even mentioned this this idea of psychological reactance right? oh man that's huge right it's huge right the more we feel like we have to battle and tell our thoughts what needs to happen what yeah. before we live our life the way we, the way we want to live it the louder yeah. they just kind of bark at us, right? <laughs> yeah. And, and then we, it just distracts us from actually doing what we want to do. And I love that idea of what you just said of just inviting those thoughts to come along with you, right? Yeah. Well, and I love, so people listening, yeah, psychological reactance, the instant negative reaction of being told what to do. And then I love going, the next thing I do whenever I talk about it is I say, now, no one think of whatever, a, a green polar bear wearing a red top hat, you know, don't, yeah. do not do it. And look at what your, your brain's like, oh, Yeah just did it. Now, <laughs> yeah. now what are you gonna do, old man? You know, yeah. give me yeah. that. So that's where I feel like, you know, being aware of reactants, being aware of the yeah, buts, 
then you, and then knowing that in my brain, it bless, bless his heart. I mean, it really is. It, it's worried that what if I do put out a podcast and nobody listens? My brain's like, man, you might beat yourself up. And then that might even lead you to start turning to unhealthy coping mechanisms. You know, yeah. they might not be able to drag you out of the casino or you might be, yeah. you know, um, porn or food or, you yeah. know, so your yeah. brain's saying, how about we just chill? Let's think about it. And we'll yeah. do it later. Totally. And then, and then, and I always talk about now with my clients of, okay, so that's just that concept of kicking the can down the road. What's going to be different later. And I love when people say, no, I'll just, when I, when I, I'll know, I'll know when I'm ready. And I yeah. say that, that is an, a, an adorable story. Your brain has been hooking you to for yeah. years. Yes. And, yeah. and, and uh, I think I was sharing with you before we, we went on, I bought my podcast equipment, all of it. And then I sat there for two years and yeah, but it, yeah. yeah, but it went, you know, well, yeah, but I don't know, or yeah, but I'm not even sure the hosting company or yeah, but uh, I, should I do guests? Should I not? Should I have recurring yeah. themes? Yeah, but yeah, but, and finally I just said, just, just put it out. Just do it. Just yeah, do it. We'll figure it out along the way. And, and I think there's a lot of power in um, the way you're phrasing it when you're talking to clients of for like almost like separating their mind, their brain from like them, right? Like this is Absolutely. what your brain is saying. This is what your mind is saying. Because I think there's something really powerful when we realize that like we can either define ourselves by our thoughts, which is not helpful because they change literally all the time, all the time. Yeah. Or we can define ourselves by what's deeply like what's most important to us, what our values are. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And can I tell you too, what I like that about that, Michael, is I think even our brain is so good at sabotage that, you know, I mean, I know, you know, that with the world of cognitive distortions, the all or nothing, the black or white. And I feel like then I will say, okay, I've got my value down now. And now I, my brain's like, okay, all or nothing. Now this is your value. Yeah. And, and so then you start heading in a direction. And now all of a sudden, if that doesn't seem to be the value that, or you have the thoughts or feelings around that value you thought it would, now you get to beat yourself up and say, geez, I can't even do my values right. Yeah. You know, and I feel yeah. like, I yes. feel like that's right. And, and lately I've been writing a lot about, it's really about, okay, if we're stuck on A and we have to know what Z looks like, we really just got to get to B and then B will go to C. Totally. And, and honestly, when the, I was in the computer industry, I went through the dot-com crash. I thought I was going to be a zillionaire. Then I lost everything. Then, yeah. you know, I, everything was going to, I'm going to rally. And, uh, and so then I, there was a guy in my church congregation that was, he made a lot of money. So I said, hey, you know what, I'd like to make a lot of money. So yeah. I, met, I went and met with him and, and he wrote things, contracts for companies. And, and, yeah. and he said to me, he's like, Tony, do not do this. He's like, yeah, I could hire you to be an assistant or whatever. And then, but he said, you're just going to find yourself in this place where you now are chasing the dollar. And Whoa. then I actually, I, I interviewed with a pharmaceutical sales rep company. I interviewed with a financial planning company yeah. and I was just like, I just want to do something different. Yeah. And, uh, and then, and it was, I was so grateful that both of those people just said, do you really, you know, the one guy said, I love, uh, he, he had some kid that had gone through some stuff. So he was drawn to the medicine and the financial yeah. planner guy grew up poor. So he said, okay, this is uh, my passion. Yeah. And I was like, oh yeah, I have neither of those, you know? And so I feel like you're really, <laughs> but I had to go interview and I had to go talk to the people to then realize, oh, okay, now I'll pivot now, you know, that now I'm yes. B now let me go to C now let me yeah. go to D and yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah. Well, and you're teeing up a really important question that just came to mind is we're kind of coming to the end of this, mm-hmm. out of this podcast, because I'm, I'm picking, I'm putting myself in the listener's shoes. Right. And yeah. they're like, okay, I've got all these. Yeah. But I know I'm not living my values now. Right. What do you do 
if you if you could share what yes. what is effective ways what are helpful ways to start getting in tune with yeah. with values how do you okay. discover how do you help people discover how do you discover it would you mind yeah is I will and then and then don't and I'm gonna I'm gonna say don't let me forget too because I feel like the concept of I I do want to address the concept of time and then almost like the the yeah buts that come into play when people even want to start taking action because our brain says. Oh, I guess I now have to jump into a new career. And again, yeah. once we know the concept of, of yeah, buts and all or nothing thinking, um, I feel like the best thing somebody can do is start to just even think about, daydream about what the, the a different version of their life would be. Totally, totally. Because then you start noticing, you start reading, you start seeing, you start being around more of the people that are that are in that world. Yeah. And and then you and when you get there, you might realize, oh, okay, this isn't exactly what I thought. But from here now, I'm going to start thinking of I'm going to look at this other opportunity. Yes. So I feel like there's a lot more time of cultivating just what that would look like versus I just have to jump in. Yeah. And so, so with clients, I do, I do take them through, I have a list of value-based worksheet that just, and, and it's, I'm glad you asked this question because I feel like you have to do it one-on-one with a, with a good therapist, if you can, who is able to say, because when you read values, like honesty, every, I feel like most everybody's going to say, oh, absolutely a core value. Totally. But I'm like, yeah. but it, but, but is it, you know, and yeah. I, and, and I give this example where I say, if you grew up in a home with brutal honesty, yeah, you look horrible in those genes, that meal sucked. And, and really you're going to go, uh, you know, give that presentation. Yeah. Then I feel, then I feel like, I'm sorry, but I don't think honesty is necessarily going to be a core value because I might have a value of compassion because I yes. watch people just get wrecked over that. Yes. Or if you lived, if you lived in a home where there was nothing but just gaslighting, then you might have a value of absolute honesty. And so then the yeah, buts, if I'm going to be honest now, my yeah, buts are going to say, yeah, but you might hurt people's feelings, Yeah. you know, or, or if my value is compassion, then it's like, well, yeah, but you're not being honest. Yeah. And so that's super important. Yeah. Right? And so, so I feel like you just start having somebody sit down with a list of values and then you have to be so honest with yourself about what really matters. And it's going to feel like you're doing or saying something wrong. Oh, I just saw the timer. And, and, uh, and so, right. It's good. That, yeah, it is good. That's really helpful. Yeah. Um, and so you have to start doing that. And then, and then I will find that clients often will come in week after week and say, oh man, I still got to work on my values. Yeah. And, and at some point you just say that is the, yeah, but, and so I, yeah. I went to a training once and the therapist, and I wish I could remember her name. But she said, if she has a client doing that, she says, okay, guess what? Just go walk outside and let the games begin. Okay. I, I said hi to somebody didn't like that. Maybe I don't have a value of just, you know, talking with random strangers, <laughs> yeah. you know, a dog um, comes up to me. I'm afraid. Okay. Don't have a value of uh, pet care, you know, whatever oh, I it love is, that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because you just have to start doing in order to, to, to recognize things. And so then I feel like then we get locked into, well, but this is my value. And I feel like, you know, there's a thing in, in acceptance and commitment therapy I love called the choice point. So yeah. you'll get to a situation. And in that moment, you have an opportunity to, to make a choice toward a value-based activity or away from. And in that very moment, you may need to, to conjure up a value that you weren't even aware was meaningful to you. Yeah. But that but that experience of starting to recognize, and this is why I love the idea of your podcast in general, the idea of recognizing, oh, I need to live by my values, that I can have a couple of real core ones. But then in any moment, I've got this opportunity, this choice point to make a decision to move toward a value over a, 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 a over one something that isn't a, a yes. value. Yes. And and the more that you start to do that, now you're you're operating from a place of more you know authenticity and integrity to yourself. And yeah. you also have a tool that in any given moment you can make a choice in that moment based on your values and then know you're still gonna have yeah buts. You might get invalidation from others. 
yeah that's that's to be expected and then a life you know lived by a value-based living you're still gonna have the ups and downs but my goodness you're gonna feel more of a sense of purpose well going going on with that i think it's so important is i think the the yeah buts come because our mind is so focused on outcomes right uh, i like that okay it wants yeah. to create certainty right it doesn't like yes. the uncertainty yes right? yes and i think what you're talking about under like making peace with the fact that values-based living is all about letting go of the outcomes and engaging in the process right yeah and and so like that exploratory process that you're talking about right there right like bracing the listener of you're gonna get a yeah but that says <laughs> yeah but i'm not finding anything like, yeah. I like, I don't like talking to people. I don't like this, like, this is hard. Right. And just making peace. The fact that we can carry those thoughts with us. We don't need fierce permission to engage yeah. in a process that means something to us. Right. Michael, my, you, you are good, my friend. I mean, cause I, no. you know, I, I want to jokingly uh, total jokes, but I want to say, uh, man, I've been doing this stuff for a long time. I feel so passionate. And I was going to jokingly say, even the great me has never put those two together. This is fascinating (laughs) because what I love about that is I talk often and I've never put it in that same frame about that concept of certainty. And I read a book once called on being certain. And and there was a concept there that, you know, we're trying to make sense of things that, that don't make sense. And we, and our brain has this, this uh, again, adorable. I know I overuse that word, but this sense of like, uh, we know what certainty feels like. If I say, what is two plus two, four, that feels good. Yeah, and then I totally. and I work with people that are you know going through like something as as big as infidelity or betrayal, and then you know the the spouse that has been betrayed now wants to ask questions of the spouse that betrayed and says why. Well, first of all, he's not even sure why because it yeah. was a whole series of of events that led up to this person feeling this you know need or desire to to, yeah. to step outside of the relationship, and now the spouse is saying no, I, I've got all these questions and. And I, I often jump in there now and just say, man, it is so normal to want to, to try to find a reason or, or this certainty. Totally. But then the more you do that, it can be even it can even trigger more and more and more questions because now the person's trying to answer them as best they can when they don't even really know yes. the, the reality. And so totally. I love that. I love you brought up that we want certainty. And, and that's where I feel like we have to basically kind of drop that idea of finding certainty and it feels like we're doing the wrong thing. But then we find out at the other side of that is we start to feel like, Oh, I'm more, I'm being more intentional and I'm living this more purpose-filled life. And that feels more fulfilling than ruminating, worrying, and trying to make sense of everything. Totally. Yes. Yeah. So, so powerful. Tony, um, I gotta tell you, man, as we're like, because if the audience doesn't know, because you're one of like the first introductions I ever had to the therapy world, to acceptance and commitment therapy, which is all about values-based living, right? It's all about, which has completely changed my life. Like the opportunity to like talk about values with you is like, (laughs) like to to nerd out with you about values is so much, man. Like, no, you're, uh, I'm blushing and I want to tell jokes and I want to turn my camera off. Um, sure, but I, yeah. but I'm also, you know, saying I, I so appreciate that because it's, it's the same for me. I mean, at 30 something, when I started my career change and, and then I found acceptance and commitment therapy and being a therapist and, and, and when I was reading some of the questions that you had presented, and I'll try to make this part really quick, that part about not knowing what you don't know is that then when you do find a thing that you actually care about, uh, it's, it's just, it's so thrilling, but there's a really cool um, upside to that is I feel like once you learn what 
you are so consumed and passionate about, you are going to read about it more. You do yes. want to talk about it more. You're yes. watching more shows about it, more videos about mm -hmm. it. And then, and then I think the side note thing that happens is you learn then, oh, I can actually then accept the fact that I don't have to know everything. Yeah. And so, and so I feel like then you can, it's so much easier to say, oh, I didn't know that. And, and yeah. to show up more authentically because yes. you know the things you know, which what comes along with that is that then, of course, I'm not going to know the things I don't know. Totally. And, totally. and I feel like that that emotional insecure or in, uh, emotionally uh, immaturity or insecurity is coming from a place of if I don't try to present like I know everything, then people are going to think that I'm not, you know, yeah. I'm not knowable or I'm not yeah. lovable. Yeah. And it's yeah. the, it's the opposite. Once you really step into who you are you know, that's when you become more of a more know, magnetic and more, yeah. uh, more present and able to show up because you can also say, I know that. And then yes. you can also say, oh, I don't know that. How about you tell me more about that? Yes. I yeah. love that. More, I, I, I love the idea of present. You become more present in yeah. your life with others, with, in relationships, in your work, totally. in your job. I, powerful. So cool. hey, Michael, I'm excited to see where you go, my friend. Like I, I've been watching your stuff and, and it's, uh, it's exciting. And now I can understand more about where you know, I, I, I often have to do the whole, man, I wish I would have started from a, a place of acceptance and commitment therapy yeah. and I had to find my way there. And yeah. then I say, oh, uh, that would have been nice uh, acceptance. And that's adorable brain, yeah. <laughs> but not very helpful because here we are right now. And, yeah. and what, what a, what a, what a pleasure to, to be on your podcast. Well, it's so fun. Tony, tell, um, to take a minute and just tell people, what are you doing? How can people find more about you? Learn yeah. more about you? Oh man. So because of what we just said, and I love everything I do, the virtual couch podcasts, I think is up to 340, 50 episodes, so and cool. five, six, seven million downloads. And then the waking yeah. up the narcissism one is the, the, that waking up the narcissism podcast is a whole thing itself. And it's now I, I it's as big as the virtual couch, but a whole it's as different... big as the virtual couch. Yeah. And, and it's because just, again, I'm show I'm showing up authentic and, and sharing the things I've learned in therapy. And, and I guess there are just a lot of people that don't feel heard and understood yeah. with in that world of emotional immaturity or narcissism. Yeah, um, and then yeah. I've got a, I've got a magnetic marriage uh, paid coaching podcast that I've recorded about six or seven episodes. Cool. Nothing that, that I, that will come out probably beginning of the year, but that has been amazing to watch like the way that couples have changed yeah. doing this, like anonymous coaching. Yes. And then, and then I've, uh, and then uh, we just, I just listened to some um, first clips of the audio book of uh I've got a best-selling book. He's a porn addict. Now what? And an expert and a former addict answer your questions that we're now turning into an audio book. And I've got a podcast we're recording with the co-author about that. And I, there's so much that it's because I dig everything I do, yeah. you know? So, yes. so just go, go to tonyoverbay.com or follow me on uh, social media at virtual couch or at Tony so, Overbay. Cool. I will absolutely put those links in the show notes. Hey, sounds good. Tony, yeah. thank you so much, man. Hey, what a pleasure. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Everyday Impact. If uh, this show is making a difference in your life, it would mean the world if you'd be willing to, to subscribe and leave a, leave a rating and review. Those are two uh, really small things, especially with this show being so uh, being brand new. Those are two small things that make a big difference in, in getting this show in front of more people. So any help that way would be so, so appreciated. And as well, feel free to follow me on LinkedIn and on Instagram at michaelanderson.mft where I post content on both those platforms uh, just on how to find and, and live our values and, and build a life of meaning. Thank you so, so much.